in memoriam, Michael Nesmith saved us on Phantom Canyon Road. What were we doing hanging around in Colorado anyway? By Walter Bound, published on the Rift. When Michael Nesmith of the Monkees died at 78 back in December, I immediately brought me back to Phantom Canyon Road in Colorado. I was just 20 and a loudmouth Yankee from Jersey. My buddies and I were on a West Coast trip. It was the summer of 89. In a PG version of Jack Kerouac's On the Road, we lit out like blazing Roman candles from South Jersey to Get Out There, Man, The West, Go West, Like the Village People, and the Pet Shop Boys. My black Nissan 200SX was packed with camping supplies, sleeping bags, food, a Coleman stove, and enough music to cover the distance to circumnavigate the globe. That damned roof rack had a mind of its own as if trying to escape. Perhaps the music vibrated the rack too much. Of course, I was the Indy 500 driver, the control freak. My buddy Steve usually sat as the co-pilot because he needed legroom, and our buddy Alec chilled away the miles in the back, resting against one of the sleeping bags. Alec would usually speak over the tunes about some music trivia or insight or something. No one can take on Alec with music trivia and win. The three of us went to high school together. In on-the-road version, I'm not sure what role I played. Perhaps Jack. This version of the book contained no methamphetamines, Mexican prostitutes, or gay sex. Or any sex. Just lots of music and writing, and laughs. There's so much about this trip to discuss. We were all young, unattached, and, and in college. The road was calling us. At one point, the devilish marmots on Long's Peak wanted to eat us. Then, in July, it started snowing. But I think of Michael Nesmith and the monkeys on that trip for a reason. And it all comes down to that infamous road that still haunts me, Phantom Canyon Road. The Monkees were part of a trio of artists that we kept on repeat. Lou Reed's New York had just come out, and we also sang the hell out of Simon and Garfunkel. In fact, Alec and I performed Sounds of Silence for our high school talent show. I was Garfunkel on acoustic guitar and vocal, and Alec was the talented one with the real vocals. Can there be a stranger trio in music? I also had my Rock's Greatest Hits, Volumes 1 through 10, of course, but these three stand out. What's better than playing America, but singing and looking for America while doing it? At one point in Colorado, the crazy winged Walter Bound trying a shortcut, we found ourselves at Phantom Canyon Road. It's about 30 miles and close to Canyon City. It's also called Route 67. A sign read, Experienced Mountain Drivers Only. I looked at Steve. He looked at me. There was no paved road ahead. It didn't actually look that bad. Actually, it was gorgeous. I'm from South Jersey, and perhaps our tallest peaks are trash dumps, with no disrespect to our garden state. I said, hey, that sounds like me. To be honest, I have driven through the Bighorn Mountains in Wyoming on a previous road trip with my mom and sister and brother, but did this make me experience? So I did what any impulsive 20-year-old would do, drive forward and yell, Giddy up! 
I'm telling you, that was one crazy ride. Two cars could have passed each other if there was a mutual consent agreement regarding permissible contact. There was also trouble with my worn out and rusty roof rack. It had been black and metallic, flimsy and cheap as all hell. It was a survivor from other trips with my mom down to Florida in her beat up Datsun in 1980 and 1983. Then we only lost one sleeping bag, no brother or sister. I'm not really sure how the roof rack stayed attached to my car. I don't know, in fact, how we all stayed alive in Colorado and back with me as crazy Ahab. At one point, I noticed the roof rack slipped down my window. Steve climbed through the window, sat on the door frame, pulled with all his strength on the defiant roof rack that seemed bent on suicide. Steve was a big guy and could do this. We actually got the thing settled and reattached with rope, all without stopping. I'm not sure why we just didn't stop and fix the damn thing, but we were in the middle of the road, all red and dusty and hot as Davy Jones back in the 60s. If I got out to think, I might have fallen into the ravine a few thousand feet down. The sign really meant experienced mountain drivers and not driving a Nissan 200SX. The problem was also the damn road. It wasn't paved. We just shook and rocked and rolled and vibrated. What's funny about this? Well, we survived and got to the campsite. But all the while, we were singing the monkeys. What am I doing hanging around? <laughs> that became the catchphrase for the entire trip. Whenever we got into trouble or a tent blew off the mountain, and I had to trek across the tundra to Walmart for a broom to use as a tent pole, or those Dan Mormons, no, Marmons, were attacking us for a Snickers bars, one of us would say, you know, what are we doing hanging around? When Michael Nesmith died, I thought of that song, and I smiled. What am I doing hanging around? I should be on that train and gone. I should be riding on that train to San Antonio. What am I doing hanging around? Yeah, sorry about that. I actually have this song on LP. It's from Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones Limited, released in 1967. I think about all the times I smiled with the monkeys growing up in the 70s with the monkeys on reruns. The music and the zany show were so much fun. That fun got me through some serious situations like Phantom Canyon Road or getting off the highway in Kansas with a tornado warning. I always think of Steve half hanging out clinging for his life, risking his life for our gear, and worried that just maybe he'd fall into that ravine. Nowadays, Steve reminds me always of that crazy trip, rafting the Arkansas River, the Valley of Gods, the cliff dwellings, the crazy truckers at rest stops in Kansas, and that crazy climb to Long's Peak and straddling the Continental Divide. I thank God I had a gasoline ass. With that high octane of adventurous nitrous oxide, but I really took some risk. Stupid risk, actually. But thank you, Michael Nesmith, for all those memories. I know the story of the monkeys very well, and no, I don't need your hate comments, please. Anti-monkeyites. I know Nesmith's conflict with Don Kirshner and Nesmith wanting creative control, and hey, I get that. Call me Ahab. Coming back from Colorado, I wanted control of my Nissan 200SX. That was my baby. I worked hard for that car as a waiter. Heading back, we drove 28 
hours straight with music as our fuel that quelled any feuds until finally Steve drove through Missouri and then I took the helm and we finally docked in Hagerstown, Maryland for an overnight. Then it was just a quick jaunt up the jet stream to Jersey where I had to report back for duty at the Holiday Inn. In fact, we were sitting at a Denny's in Colorado Springs, Colorado. We were just hanging around. I looked at my watch and laughed. Hey guys, what are we doing hanging around? I gotta get back to work. Back at the Holiday Inn, I still had Colorado dust, red clay and red dust all over my shoes and in my nostrils. I don't know how we did it back then, but we did. And I think they call it youth. <laughs> Thank God for youth and music and great friends. Can I get an amen, brothers and sisters? After all, well, it's been a year or so, and I want to go back again. And if I get the money, well, I'll ride the same old train. But I guess your chance has come but once, and boy, I sure missed mine. And I still can't stop thinking when I hear some whistle crying. Oh, man, it was bad. Rest in peace, Michael Nesmith. And if you're looking for another great uh, Nesmith song, by the way, The Girl I Knew Somewhere. Oh, that's a great song. I like that song. All right, everyone. Take care. Peace.